The first time I had a panic attack, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what is this? What is going on? My body never felt like this before. I felt a warm sensation that started in my shoulders, but it wasn't a comforting warmth. It was strange, kind of tingly. And then I started to feel like I couldn't breathe. There was a pit in my stomach that was growing with intensity and my mind was flooding with nightmarish scenarios. I felt like I was a prisoner to my mind. These attacks would last for days. Now, there would be weeks where I felt fine, and I'm using air quotes here. Then I would run into a trigger and would start all over again. My journey with anxiety began after I had my son, Jack. Having this intense anxiety has changed my life, but not for the worse. In the beginning, yeah, of course, it sucked. It controlled everything that I did and didn't do. I wasn't living. I was just surviving. But then I began learning how to manage and eventually embrace. Yes, embrace it. Bringing sexy back to anxiety. This is Crazy Sexy Anxiety. recently launched a new website that supports my business, and it's the same name as this podcast, Crazy Sexy Anxiety. You might be wondering, where the heck did she get this name from? It's basically a play on me taking ownership of my anxiety, having chronic anxiety, or postpartum anxiety is crazy, and I'm a little crazy, in a fun way, I swear. Learning how to lean in to the parts of you that you once resented is empowering and sexy. And then there's the catalyst of all of this, the anxiety. So there you have it, friends. I'm so honored to be able to talk to you guys through this podcast. I hope you find it helpful and comforting. When I was at my worst, I would scroll online, searching for other women who were going through what I was going through because I desperately wanted to feel less alone. I hope that this show helps you feel less alone because you're not alone. This show will offer you insight, expert guidance, a community, and some laughs. The first segment of every show is called Mom Fails. Well, I'll read you a story about someone who is sucking at motherhood, probably worse than you are this week. It's a great warm-up segment before we get into the meat of the show. And let's be real, we could all use a laugh. Okay, let's dive in. Whoops, let's talk mom fails. Our very first mom fail goes out to my good friend, Andrea. Yep, I'm calling her out and she knows it. I admire Andrea so much as a mom. But when she told me this last week, I almost peed my pants. Yes, moms, we are in the back to school season, and this is the time we're getting our kids ready for the new year, shopping for our kids, school supplies, clothes, new backpacks, shoes, snacks, you know. 
So Andrea told me she had to send her boys on their first day of kindergarten and second grade wearing her socks. She forgot to buy her kids new ones for the school year after she got rid of their worn out old socks. But the funny part of the story is I told her, thank gosh, they had new underwear. Imagine sending your kids to school wearing yours. Oh, I can see the therapy sessions now. I had to wear my mom's lacy, lacy underwear to school. Speaking of lacy underwear, I want to bring on my guest for this episode. May I present to you my husband, Mike. Say hello, darling. Hey, babe. How thanks, are you? Thanks for coming on the show. You're thanks my for first, having me. You're my first guest. Do you feel honored? I feel honored and pleased, yes. Uh, Mike has been with me from day one and helped me through those dark moments with my anxiety. And so I wanted to talk to you about, you know, how I was years ago with when I was really struggling, right? Okay. What memory stands out to you when I was in that dark place and really anxious? Oh, uh, the one that stands out to me, um, I remember it clear as day. It was Christmas Eve, 2011. We were hosting Christmas for my family and um, we were around the Christmas tree and you were nowhere to be found. And at that moment, I went upstairs to find you and you were in our bedroom, curled up on our bed. And I simply asked you what was wrong. And you looked at me almost, almost as you were ashamed. And you said, I don't know. I just, I just can't do this. So it was at that time that I really didn't understand. So I walked back downstairs, um, acted like nothing was going on. And everyone asked where you were. And I simply said that you weren't fe uh, feeling too well. So the entire time the kids ripped open their presents with a smile on their faces, you were upstairs. You, you were alone. It's okay. Take a moment. I know I remember that too, obviously. And I didn't know what was going on in my head. I thought I was going crazy and I felt really guilty because I should appreciate this moment with my family. It was our son's first Christmas. Your family was over and Christmas music was playing in the background. Remember that? I do. And that was really what kicked it off. And that was really the first episode that you experienced with postpartum anxiety and depression. And that was the day that I truly felt like I lost my wife. Oh my gosh. Who knew? Okay. So we've obviously overcame this and now we have the gift to help others who are struggling, just like how we both were. Yeah. I was going through this really rough time and you were trying to support me, be there for me, console me when you really didn't know what to do and how to go about this. What advice would you give 
my brand new listeners in regards to how they can talk to their spouses about their anxiety or anxiety in general? You have to open up. You have to open up to your to your spouse, to your loved one, whoever it is. Um, that is really the most important part. Um, a lot of women want to keep it all to themselves, but once you start doing this, your husband's going to going to notice, and he's probably going to think that something's going on or something isn't right, uh, which will begin to eat it at your fabric of your marriage. So. You really, really just have to open up to your spouse. And this goes out to the men. This is for you. Get over yourself. You have to listen. If they're opening up to you, you have to listen. Don't tell your wife that you're fine or that it's all in your head. Seriously, just, just listen. Tell them that together you will figure this out and you just need and you just need them to act on it. And you just, you just want to be there for them. So remember the day that you got married, you took a vow in sickness and in health. Well, this is the day that it is a sickness. So do anything that you can to support your spouse during this time. Take the kids to the park, take them to sports activities, do the dishes or the laundry, cook dinner. The simple things are going to help a lot too. They really do. Those simple things that were just thoughtful. I thought, oh, wow. Okay. So Mike is going to take the kids to the park so I can collect myself, work through my anxiety. And that was so helpful. But look at you, hon. Dishing out the advice. I'm so proud of you. Do you remember anything that I did for myself in those early days? that actually helped me. Yeah. When you really, when you were really struggling and really vulnerable, you would cry. You talked to me, you talked to your dad, who is a Vietnam, uh, Vietnam war veteran who also dealt with anxiety. You researched what was best for you. You started talking to professional man. you started to take medication and you started putting your, yourself first. You also found that fitness and nutrition were really key. You started working on personal development and you surrounded yourself with like-minded, positive, motivational people. Mm -hmm. It was after that, that I finally got my wife back. So now fast forward to today and look at the progress that you've made. You did all the things to make yourself better. And now you're telling the story to those that need to hear it most. But this story is not just my story. It's our story. It is. We did this together. We did. Right? We did it together. And I'm just so proud of you from where you've, uh, where you started to where you are now. Thank you. Thank you for always being there for me, listening to me. And I also want to thank you for being my first guest. You were awesome. Thanks. Okay, there was a lot that we talked about in the interview. So let's recap. Guys, if you remember anything from this episode, I want you to remember that keeping your anxiety to yourself is not going to help you. You deserve support and the people who love you deserve the opportunity to help you, but they can't help you if they don't know what's going on. 
In the next episode of Crazy Sexy Anxiety, I'm talking to a therapist who's going to talk us through how to best approach our spouse to talk about our feelings so that they can help. At the end of every episode, I'm going to close with something I call Maggie's Moment. It's where I'm going to leave you with some encouraging words for you to take with you until we meet again. Today, I want to share with you what I did to help me when I was having an anxious day. Because it's nice to have a moment of peace and inspiration. This is Maggie's Moment. I would write down all the things I was grateful for. It can be as big as you are grateful for your children, another day on this earth that you are loved, your health, your house, or grateful for your cleaning service, a nice cup of hot coffee, wine, maybe you're grateful for Amazon. Gratitude is a form of stress and anxiety relief. And if you write down what you're grateful for, it will really truly show you what's important. I want you all to remember that anxiety is not something that should be looked at as something that you need to battle. It's a part of a lot of us and together we will get stronger and learn how to manage it so it doesn't control our lives. Yet we can use it to propel us to be better and in a happier place. I love you all. Thank you so much for being here with me. Stay crazy and sexy, you guys. See you next week.